Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumb Cast. In this, the high noon of season five, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every goddamn page of MT2, the Weird Weird West, the second in a trio of time travel adventures for TSR's Marvel Superheroes RPG. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Weird Weird West was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 21 of The Weird Weird West. This page contains chapter 10, Patrol and Probe, which is a pretty much meaningless title for a chapter that should be entitled, What Makes Hoplite So Fucking Special? Here's where we're at. Ford's Furies, after, I don't know, four, five near-fatal beatings at this point, are being essentially dragged through the desert as slave troopers by the crows are. They've been foiled at every turn, they have failed every breakout attempt, their efforts at diplomacy have been ignored, their attempts to start a slave revolt have failed, and now this. Quote, After General Alzon's speech, you and the other prisoners are divided up amongst the squads that make up the Crozar army. Luckily, all of you ended up in the same squad. Your squad consists of six Crozar warriors and yourself. Before you even have a chance to get your bearings, your new squad leader approaches you. So, once again, to pick up a thread from yesterday, quick, 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 no chance to get that HP back. You nurse those ten health points and like it, Cub Scout. Just don't get too attached. Your next beating is just over the horizon. Anyway, your squad leader's got something to say. Quote, We have just been given an assignment. We are to travel out along the path of the assault and scout out the terrain and composition of enemy forces. Command does not know how many hoplites will be in the area. I hope you lowly scum realize that I expect you to follow my orders speedily and without question. The penalty for insubordination is swift and final. Oh, absolutely. Hey, got it, chief. All evidence so far points to swift and final punishment for defiance. I mean, we're on like our fifth strike at this point, but I'm sure on strike six, you're going to bring down the fucking hammer. Why haven't you killed me yet, you cowards? I think is a thought that may be running through the minds of the players at this stage of the adventure. In fact, Cub Scout may even say that to this squad leader and then get choked out in like six seconds by his unbreakable choke collar. So anyway, after Cub Scout regains consciousness again, it's off into the woods at the command of your Crozar overlords, in a kind of cruel joke, you are all assigned a blaster pistol. These things can penetrate the typical body armor of the Crozar, uh, but only to the tune of like four points. So, in your beaten down state, these blasters are not the makings of a successful revolt. And you definitely will be beaten down, because again, keep in mind, this is the loser's path. To be here with full or nearly full health in this scene, you would have had to like roll over for everything that has happened to you in this adventure. Like, in addition to a smooth and easy time travel trip, which is totally possible, and avoiding damage from the dinosaur, you would have had to immediately capitulate to the four Crozar you met in the desert, politely answer the questions at your mind probe appointment, then, when your reward for being so agreeable with these lizard people is to be forcibly inducted into their slave army, you would have to sit quietly through basic training, then, when they take you out into the wild with a bunch of other slave troopers, you would have to resist the temptation to start any kind of revolt, and just quietly go along, I guess maybe just thinking this is your life now, like, we really shouldn't have gone along with those crows are to the camp, that was the beginning of the end, but what's done is done, we live here now. We are adopted crows are, let us embrace our new culture. That's not going to happen. If you're in this scene, it's because the crows are have beaten your asses, probably repeatedly. So you've got to be like losing hope at this point. But then, quote, After traveling for about 20 minutes, the squad makes its way into a narrow canyon between two ridges. Once the squad is within the canyon, 
a force of 12 ancient Greek soldiers called hoplites appears on the ridge to ambush the heroes and aliens. The hoplites are scouts that were dispatched by Alexander the Great. They saw the Crozar squad approaching from the ridgetop. Then we get hoplite stats, including their armor, which is typical protection from physical attacks. It's basically just as good as the Crozar's hides. And also we get the hoplite's weaponry. Quote, each hoplite is armed with two javelins, poor edged damage, which can be thrown for a range of two areas, and a sword, typical edged damage. So here's what happens. You're in this canyon. It's two areas wide. The hoplites are up on the canyon wall and they ambush the Crozar squad, which includes the player characters. Quote, the ridge stands 25 feet above the canyon floor on both sides of the depression. Here it is unclear whether the author is referring to the depression in the ground or the incipient depression of the broken-spirited Cub Scout, uh, but both are at the same elevation, so it doesn't matter. Quote, on the first round of the ambush, two of the Crozar are killed. On the second round of the ambush, the squad leader dies. Four of the hoplites concentrate on attacking the heroes each round, while the remaining Crozar will manage to kill off five of the Greeks in the first two rounds. So all of this is scripted. What really bothers me here, especially after, keep in mind, scene after scene after brutal scene of our heroes getting their asses kicked by the lizard people, after all that, in one round, these hoplites kill two Crozar with javelins from 25 feet away. These javelins... I mean, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the numbers involved here. These javelins cannot, per the rules, harm the Crozar. Like, at all. And it's not close. It's not like it is with the swords, for example, where the hoplite swords do typical damage, the Crozar have typical strength armored skin, and so the swords don't technically do any damage, but because it's tied, they can still maybe score a kill result or a stun result if you really roll well on the attack, so there's no attrition, but eventually somebody will get a lucky telling blow. It's not close like that. The javelin does poor damage. The Crozar have typical armor, which is one rank higher. Trying to stab a Crozar with a hoplite javelin would be like trying to drive a thumbtack through a marble. You just can't. You just simply cannot. But here are these Greek motherfuckers up on the ridge, and they just blew clean through two marbles with their thumbtacks on their first try. If you're Cub Scout, how this must burn you up inside. After like four or five failed attempts to have a superheroic comeback... To see these mooks throw their little javelins for poor damage right through the chest of these lizard people. My god. Anyway, assuming you don't get killed by javelins because of your low fucking health score at this point, quote, the heroes should figure out that this is a perfect chance to escape and make a break for it. If they were fitted with the special restraining collars, the heroes will probably want to get the control device away from the squad leader after he dies. If the heroes spend one round searching the leader, they will also find one of the special keys, which will remove the collars and an order docket describing the Crozar plans to detonate the beta bomb in the mountain chain. There it is. If only we knew all we had to do was search through this motherfucker's pocket, and the GM would finally let us out of this living hell, <laughs> then we could have just pickpocketed this motherfucker and walked away. But no, the sun has risen and set on our merciless pummeling until finally we found the fucking document that we were supposed to find back at the camp, and now the GM is like, go now with my blessing into the rest of the story. Sorry about hurling all these lizards at you. Sorry about beating you to death repeatedly. I just needed to get you out here into the middle of nowhere to find this piece of paper. And now that the GM is done with these Crozar who have been kicking our asses the whole time, they're just suddenly like wet tissue paper being torn into nothingness under the assault of the Greeks. I mean, granted, the Crozar ultimately win the fight, as well they should, right? Given that they have all these actually effective weapons that can actually hurt the Greeks, whereas the Greeks... All they have that can hurt the Crozar are swords, and that's a long shot, and the Greeks are 25 feet away. The Crozar have ranged weapons, so it's pretty shocking that the Crozar 
took 50% casualties in an encounter with enemies whose weapons can't hurt them. But anyway, the important thing is you're free, unless you made the mistake of trying to run before the squad leader was down. Quote, If the heroes are wearing collars and decide to escape on the first round, the commander activates the collars at remarkable level for one round before he dies. So if you don't wait for the scripted event where the hoplites impossibly kill the Crozar leader with a weapon that would have bounced right off him if you had thrown it, you lowly scum, you mere player character, if you don't wait for that impossible event to happen and you just make a run for it as soon as the javelins start flying, thinking like this is most useful as a distraction since these hoplites pretty much can't hurt the lizard people, you will be rewarded for paying attention to the fiction by having the squad leader instantly crank your colors all the way up to kill mode and activating them for a round. If you've got 30 or fewer health at this point, like the poor wolf cub, you're going to get knocked the fuck out again in the canyon. While the hoplites are killing the lizard people, you will once again fall unconscious as the Crozar squad leader uses his dying breath to fuck with the player characters one more time. When you run away, all of the remaining Crozar take shots at you for one round, then they ignore you after that. If you flee before the Greeks are all defeated on the fourth round of combat, since that encounter is all scripted, the Greeks too will spend a round firing at you as you leave. Once again, every possibility that the Greeks and the lizard people tear into each other like badasses, but then take a spare moment from their cutscene to all fire their weapons at you and leave you bleeding out again in the canyon. There's no provision even made for what happens in that case. I guess everybody just leaves, right? Like, the Greeks are dead, the Crozar want nothing to do with you. Implicitly, this is the point at which the Crozar have a conversation among themselves. Like, we dragged these four useless motherfuckers out into the desert, we just got jumped by hoplites, and half of us died because we were just an irresistible target with these losers trailing behind us. These Jonas, these albatrosses, we gotta cut them the fuck loose. Like, I don't know if that freaky little bipedal wolf cub is living or dead or what, but he's lying there in the fucking dirt not following us. And I say, let's take a hint from reality and keep walking without him. Anyway, this scene, this is the bottom. The author with his cutscene powers has come to the rescue. Greeks appear, shout death to the crows are, fuck them up for you, and either you run away or you pass out and everybody else leaves. Somehow, you are out of this miserable arm of the plot. Quote, once the heroes have escaped, they can buy a little more time to investigate the temporal disturbance by heading to the camps of the three warring factions and negotiating an alliance in order to prevent the Crozar from reaching the mountains and detonating the beta bomb. Remember, you found that piece of paper in the Crozar's pocket telling you about the beta bomb. So now you're back on board with the plot. You can finally go have fun with the three great generals of Earth history, which is what this was supposed to be about before somebody very rudely hijacked you into this miserable gauntlet of lizard people. Quote, if the players somehow missed any of the clues that will lead them to adopt this course of action, you should create another encounter supplying the missing information. My god, why? Why an encounter? Why not have the beatific, luminous form of Ray Winninger just descend from the heavens with a copy of the Weird Weird West in his hands and say, you poor motherfuckers, you miserable, pitiable trash bags. Look, I present to you a list of the vital clues. You, have, you just have to move on now. There's no more plot in this direction. Turn around. <laughs> I'm running out of lizard people to kick your ass. You just have to choose another way. Anyway, you were given the speech by the Crozar general. You know where Alexander the Great and Genghis Khan and Napoleon are. You know about the beta bomb. And so, belatedly, you begin your trek toward, you know, the actual plot. Incidentally, this is where Ford's Fury's miserable path through the plot converges with everyone else's. The misfits are doing great. They beat up those four Crozar scientists, snuck into the Crozar camp, went to the Crozar research shack undetected, found all these clues in a nice fancy computer room, they got to do a fun hacking minigame, then they snuck back out again, they had found the map, 
They knew where the generals were, they knew all about the beta bomb, and now, just like Ford's Furies, just like the secret Zoomers, who were captured but quickly escaped, everybody is off to the Overland map to make their way to history's greatest generals. But if you think our heroes have had their last taste of misery, you've never played a hex crawl. Join me next time for the misery of desert travel on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music, used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kula, whose work you can find at kula.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>